Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 
I thought. <laughs> you thought until what? Until Betty White died, damn it. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Oh, things were looking so good. And then really, really hit me like a punch to the gut, man. And then I couldn't even look at Facebook like the whole day because I was like, fuck all of you and your little animal tributes with Betty. Damn it. Makes me all sad. I know. I was really hoping she would make it to her 100th birthday. That would have been pretty crazy and cool. But, you know, I was thinking about it a little bit and I thought maybe she really didn't want to do this whole hoopla for the 100. Yeah. Because if she was going down, it's not, you don't go down pretty, you know? And... She probably just didn't have her wit in her anymore. So maybe she said, let 2021 go out with the bang. Here I go. Well, it sounds like you let 2021 go out with a break. Listen, (laughs) I also let 2020 go out with the break. You guys, deja vu over here. My daughter broke her wrist again. If you listened last year, probably the same exact episode just a year ago, um, my daughter broke her arm in Vail, Colorado on New Year's Eve. This time it was the eve before New Year's Eve, but it was also the last day we were snowboarding. And same exact thing, basically, she fell backwards and braced herself with her wrist and bam, broken. But this time it's worse, scratchy. And let me tell you, it was really hard to watch because they had to put the bone back Oh, in I don't place. even want to talk about it. Yeah, it was uh. awful. Awful, awful. Um, and yeah, so we're back to the orthopedic on Monday morning. So you're morning, changing is... in sports for doctor's appointments. Yeah, still the perpetual oh. Uber kid driver. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it broke my heart a little bit because I was kind of hoping to make it out there and watch her play volleyball at some point. Uh, I think it's going to be a minute. I know. It's going to be a minute. And I'm sure the volleyball coach is not happy. Well, but moving, moving on. on. Well, we got a little action around here on New Year's. Oh, yeah. yeah. What happened? <laughs> well, we came home to our boring house. We did nothing for New Year's. And um, I left my Christmas decorations up until New Year's Day, right? Because I wanted to enjoy. Yes. And my kid tells me, like, all freaked out. And she's very dramatic, this willow child of mine. She says, there's something in the Christmas tree. Oh, don't even. And I'm like. Like a rat? Yeah. She's like, it has a tail and I saw it move. And so I go inspecting and I'm like child you're tripping okay so left just left it at that well then the next damn day she's like i knew it (laughs) there is a lizard on the christmas tree and it has a little green tail so it looks just like you know one of the little branches yeah it was hanging out i have one of those christmas stars it lights up it is not tacky at all Maybe a little, but it projects snowflakes onto my ceiling. 
And I think it made itself a little home next to the warm light. Oh, for sure that's what oh it my did. God. She is so feeling herself right now. Like, none of y'all believed me, and I knew it. There was a tail of did moving. You, did you get it? Yeah. Or you're letting it live there? Uh, no. I trapped it and released it outside and took down all my, I feel like I'm starting off the new year right, except for maybe the 10 pounds I probably gained over Christmas vacation. Same, But girl. I already, I put away all my stuff, you know, for the holidays. I'm caught up on my damn laundry. I'm like organized. Good. Good for it you. It also helps that my husband had to go back to work. So what else am I going to do? Yeah. I will tell you something. I have decided I think next year I'm not going to do snow vacation. I am so cold. I'm still trying to defrost from Park City. By the way, when we were leaving, it was two degrees. That's too cold. With a wind chill factor of negative 10. It was stupid cold. And we got back into Texas. And I think at the moment right now, it's 20 degrees. Yeah. So next year, I'm I'm taking my booty somewhere warm. Yeah, I I yeah. Could, I agree. The week after the week between Christmas and New Year's is bananas, right? Because that's when everybody yeah, goes. Re- yeah, that's when someone's probably gonna like knock you down on your snowboard. And you're going to break your wrist. No, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened to my Kyla. Fortunately, we Uh. hung out the week before. So we got to like hang out and do all that stuff on the mountain before all the Yahoo's got up there. I recommend President's Day weekend or spring break in the snow. March. Still snow and a lot of sun. That's what I'm going to do next year. Me too. Planning it out. So anyways, we recorded this case before we went on break. True. But it's a good one, and it comes right out of uh, Carletta. Carrollton. Carrollton. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Oh, my God. I can't wait to give you your Christmas present. Oh, I still have yours, mm-hmm. too. Um, But hopefully you'll make it out here soon. Sure. If you're sure. inviting, I'm a coming. I'll- All right, guys. So here it is, our New Year's episode. And hopefully you guys all had a very, very happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. This week's case comes from a friend of mine who brought it to my attention as it was big news in her church when it happened. So can you guess? Love a scandalous church. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. it's scandalous. Deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Howdy doody. <laughs> yes. Um, Carrollton. Giddy up. Let's Giddy do up. this. Carrollton, Texas, to be exact. You know where that is? Carol, like Carol Baskin? Oh, my God. So I no, was thinking I about that, by the way. Yes, like Carol Baskin. Carrollton. I don't know how to mm-hmm. say it with some twang. Carrollton, Texas. It's- I saw the best. I saw the best Tiger King meme today. It was Joe Exotic. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'd sing you a Christmas song, but I hate carols. I I almost (laughs) said that to you. I saw that. (laughs) I think I'm going to send it to my brother-in-law. Yeah. Sure should. All right. Carrollton, Texas is part of the Big D 
Dallas Metroplex. It's just north of Dallas. Okay. It's like northwest of Dallas. And you know what? I go there. You know why I go there? You do? Uh Uh-huh. Why? I go there because they have the best boba tea in all of Texas. It's called Tiger Sugar. ESPN, I was going to say boba. Yeah. Yes. You remember, I have looked high and low for boba here. And there is a Koreatown in Carrollton, like legit, like L.A. style. And they have the best boba tea and it's called Tiger Sugar. If anybody ever wants to go there, I promise you, you will thank me. You know what? I find boba to be an excellent hangover cure. I have door dashed yeah. that shit to my house <laughs> really? when I have partaken in too much. <laughs> it's just that boba here in Texas is different. Like they've got a lot of boba places, but they don't actually know how to really do it right. Um, so the Carrollton place does. Um, okay. They also Love have it. the cutest little you know, Korean and Japanese shops and all the stuff over there. So it's just, it's a real cute little area. Okay. The population in Carrollton is just over a hundred thousand and it's regarded as a nice place to live. Houses are right now from the mid three hundred thousands for like a 2,500 square foot house to about 600,000 for, you know, like a real fancier style. Looks like a great place to live. So yeah, might be a little congested for you, but something to consider, Gretchy. Okay. In August 2012, there was a lovely lady named Nancy Howard that was living her best life in this Dallas suburb. She had three grown children, a successful CFO husband, Frank, and a lot of friends from church. She was happy, maybe a little sad to have her kids out of the home. She did talk about that. I mean, I think when we're, well, you think when you're on empty nester, you're going to be like, you know, I don't know, doing happy, but yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sad. I, just I think you will be. Come back, live with me for a little bit longer. Oh, be careful what you wish for, Bill. I know, I know. I would be happy if they all lived in the same area. Yeah, that's but come true. on. Yeah. But yeah, she was a happy lady. She kept herself very busy with church. Actually, her and Frank spent a lot of time at their church. They led some ministry groups. She was in the choir. They donated to the church. I mean, they were big church people. There were some days that Nancy spent hours there between choir and Bible study. And on this particular day in August, Nancy was there a couple times. Morning, she had choir. And at night, she was there for a baptism of one of the boys that she taught Sunday school to. Could you imagine Nancy? I mean, Nancy seems like. Oh, I know the type. The best next door neighbor you could have. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know how these people have time to do all of it. It's amazing. I know that if you needed to like leave your kids with Nancy while you run to the grocery store, she would take them. She would do it. She would even teach them a Bible verse and you would be happy when you came home. Yeah, everyone needs a Nancy. I think so. 
So Nancy left the church sometime after 7.30 at night and made a pit stop to a place called Taco Bueno to grab some fajitas in the drive-thru. She wanted fajitas from Taco Bueno? Listen. Don't you need tacos from Taco Bueno? I Not if you're keto. And I'm going to be right after this. Actually, this episode comes out <laughs> on January 3rd. I'm keto today. <laughs> my first day. Oh, my God. You know, tacos are just my favorite food. Oh, my gosh. So, we went to Tito's Tacos when we were in L.A. If you haven't been there, it's like. I have not been there. Oh and God. it is on my damn list. It is? <laughs> Though, yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. Well, we got the tacos Though, going, and that's why I'm on keto now. Anyhow, Frank was out of town. Okay. Frank's in California on a business trip. And so Nancy made herself to the fast food because it seems like a really easy thing to do. And by the way, grabbing fajitas through a drive-thru to me sounds really appealing because I always feel like you have to go into the Mexican restaurant to like actually order fajitas. Like Chipotle. Like I love Chipotle. Yeah, I love Chipotle too, but I never go because you have to go in. You have to go in. I hate that. Yeah, you do. But you can order and just pick it up, like run in and grab it. My niece works at at Chipotle. Well, you should frequent. It's a fine establishment, according to her. Yeah, I should. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once she had her food, Nancy, she headed straight home. And to her surprise, as she exited her car that she had pulled into her garage, a guy was standing there with a gun. He oh. yelled for Nancy to give him her purse. And Nancy was so startled that she handed him her Taco Bueno bag. Oh, shit. Probably didn't go over so well. So he yells at her again. She realizes what she's done. So she tosses her purse at him and yells, Lord Jesus, save me. As the guy raised his gun and shot Nancy in the head. Oh, over her purse. Over her purse. Because she got mixed up with a bag. That's so heartless. This guy darted out of the garage, leaving Nancy for dead. But, Gretchen, by the grace of God, Nancy did not die. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The bullet had entered Nancy's skull through her eye into her nasal cavity, down her throat, and lodged itself into her lung. Ah. As Nancy lay on the floor, she heard the voice of God saying, get up, get up, or you are going to die. And so she did. She belly crawled to her car to try to do that SOS, you know, OnStar system. Mm -hmm. Because her cell phone was in her purse, so that was gone. Um, Mm -hmm. It didn't work. So she got herself to her house, turned off her alarm, and was able to call 911. Just that's amazing. Pretty amazing. And I was telling my husband this story. I was telling him that she says it's by the grace of God and she heard his voice and I believe her because I don't think this shit could not otherwise be. I mean, how that's Well, you know Mary Buttafuoco, you remember Mary Buttafuoco? Yeah. She got shot in the head. That's true. She lived. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So 
Medical personnel came right away with Nancy to the hospital, and recovery came in time, but, you know, it wasn't easy. Nancy lost one of her eyes. She lost the use of her right arm and her fingers, and she had a collapsed lung, which she still has a bullet in. But oh my gosh, she's alive. But she's alive. But she's okay, alive. Before all this recovery happened, of course, they call Nancy's children and her husband to let them know her condition. And you know, at that point, they didn't even know if Nancy would pull through because it's kind of a lot of damage for one human being. Yeah. Frank was actually in Reno at the time of his phone call, watching a preseason's cowboy game at a casino. He rushed home as fast as he could to be by Nancy's side. Her kids were there as well. um, And no one could understand what the heck happened. Carrollton is not a city of violent crimes. And the shooting of a middle-aged woman for her purse, like you said, Gretch, is a little extreme. Yeah. So police were puzzled. Also, because nothing else was missing except for that purse. The house wasn't broken into. The car wasn't taken. Weird. So they start to question Nancy right away and try to get some answers on who this character was. And another miracle she freaking remembers. Nancy says he's a white guy in his early 20s wearing a hooded sweatshirt, black baseball cap. And she even knew the color of the sweatshirt. Okay, this is like Nancy. Yeah. Good. And he had some facial hair. I don't think I could remember him even if he didn't shoot me in the head. I think we've killed too many brain cells with all of the um, cocktails. Tequila? I bet you Nancy does. I don't think that Nancy partakes in as many margaritas as we do. So So she's she's keeping them all. (laughs) Yeah, they come in handy. Yeah, that is so true. Okay. Mm -hmm. So real quick, before we talk about the police investigation that we're going to get into, let's take a quick break for our sponsors. And remember, was it on the love connection? Two for two, two for two. Be back yeah, two in two. And two. <laughs> Remember there was like something that like he would do with his fingers, like be back in two. Chuck Willery. Chuck Willery. Yes. We're not going to be gone for Chuck two Willery. minutes, but for like a minute. Okay. Now that we are back, we need to know who would want Nancy dead and who is this 20 something year old guy? They immediately pull footage from where Nancy has been. And thankfully the church has surveillance. They see Nancy come and... Right after Nancy goes into the church, a silver car pulls in, like a Altima type of car. The okay. person parks, does not get out of the car. Then they leave for a little bit without ever exiting, come back, and still remain in the car. Once Nancy gets okay, in the wait. car, then explain car... that to me again. How do they leave without exiting? They left they on leave, foot? Uh, sorry. They leave without exiting their car. So you never see the person that's in the in the okay. silver vehicle. They kind of just pull in, they park, they wait for a bit, then they pull out, and then they pull back into the parking lot maybe an hour or so later. And or maybe not even that long. Um, 
I'm not sure exact timestamps for when the, this silver car pulls back in, never ever gets out of the car. Nancy is seen getting into her car. She pulls away and the silver vehicle pulls right on after her. Okay. So they're pretty sure somebody's trailing Nancy. And if somebody's trailing you, they're not trailing you for your purse, especially like a church lady. I don't even think she's the treasurer of the church. You know, she's not, who carries cash anymore? Right. They want her cell phone. And I don't, I don't think that Nancy's carrying a Louis Vuitton. Okay. Just maybe. Doesn't seem like her jam. She doesn't seem like the flashy type. No, no, no. So they're thinking that somebody wants her dead, though, because they're trailing her. So what do police do? They go close to home and they start questioning Frank. Frank, he's like, I have no idea. And I'm totally willing to help you. He offers up reward money. What can we do? I'll give them money, you know, to find who did this to my poor Nancy. And police are like, great. After we extinguish all that we can, we might get to the reward portion of this. But let's work on your cell phone first, Frank. So Frank says, sure. Oh. Hands over his phone. Okay. But what Frank failed to tell the police was that, or his wife, actually, he failed to tell his wife and his police that, you know, these work trips that Frank was going on. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they weren't actually work trips? Frank was having an affair. Damn it. Damn it. Frank. I know. Frank was having How an affair. How could you cheat on Nancy? She's so good. Oh, seriously. These guys that do this. Frank's having no an affair. No good deed goes unpunished. What, what'd you say? I said no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> no. So Frank's having an yeah. affair with a woman from Santa Cruz, California. And to me, this raises some red flags. Blow the whistle, right? Yeah. But just because he's boinking some lady on the West Coast does not mean he's murdering his wife back on the farm. But police are pretty upfront with Frank that this affair does not look good for him. And he knows he's got to break the news to his family or the police will. So he calls. I up, recommend. I recommend. I recommend. I don't know. Ask Scott Peterson. You ought to disclose that right away. I know, but maybe he should have given it, given the police a little heads up before handing over his phone. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, he should have. So he calls Nancy on her hospital phone and gives her the devastating truth, and. Oh. When he did, he was fumbling and bumbling and crying, and he could hardly get out what he was trying to say, but he was real sorry. He was real sorry that he had an affair that had gone on for three years, which... Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Frank. Frankly, I'm sorry that you were caught. That's what he's sorry about. He's not sorry for three years. One day... Yeah. Maybe you could be sorry for three years. Not sorry. Well, I'm interested in this. I'm sure you're going to tell me about this woman from Santa Cruz. I just keep thinking that 
somebody from Santa Cruz has got to be the diabolical different person from um, someone from the Carrollton, Texas. Because Santa Cruz is kind of a hippie cool, town, crazy hippie town. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely think she was different. Yeah, she was. I'll get more into their lifestyle in a minute. But back to Nancy. Poor Nancy, I think, was probably like, what the F? Why are you telling me this right now, Frank? Like, maybe wait till I'm out of the Mm -hmm. hospital. Maybe wait till I'm all healed. Like, why do you need to break this news to me at this moment? Mm -hmm. But that's because Nancy had no clue what was about to happen next. Around the time that Frank was breaking the news to Nancy and breaking her heart at the same time, Carrollton police brought up an arrest record that they had made a few months prior in Nancy's neighborhood. There were these two 20-something-year-old guys driving aimlessly by Nancy's house for hours. They finally were arrested, like pulled over And they said they were looking for a guy Mm -hmm. named John to get some money. During the discussion with the police that night, the guys could not keep their story straight. First, they were going to see their stepdad. Then they were going to see their uncle. And then finally, they got out that it was a guy named John and they couldn't find his house. The guys were on meth. And Mm. during this meth-filled rant, They mentioned something about being hired to kill a lady. Oh, geez. I guess tweakers talk a lot of nonsense, so... They sure do. (laughs) This talking about shooting a woman, it just didn't register to the police that it was real. Oh, my gosh. If you've ever tried to talk to someone... On meth. I mean, they are just talking like a mile a minute all over the place. And so, yeah, I'm sure that it it, maybe I can see it going in one ear and out the other, even though it's like crazy, because they probably also said that they, you know, ate taquitos and went on a carnival ride. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) like who who knows? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes. So that's what the police said. Like they were going on and on. And within like it was the uncle, it was the dad, it was the stepdad, it was the John. It was like then they were hired to hit that, like kill somebody. I mean, it just, they were like, okay, these guys yeah. are like, we're taking them extra. in. Yeah. You know, they kept them overnight. Um, they were, these guys were from East Texas. They were like, I don't know what the heck they're doing out here. But after the woman gets shot in the same neighborhood, they're like, hmm, maybe this guy has more information than we thought he did that night. Right. So they go pick up the driver from that, that night. And sure enough, guess what? He's got some information. This guy starts spilling the tea. And ironically enough, his stepdad starts spilling the tea too. He, the stepdad, happens to be an inmate from East Texas. And he calls up the popo and says he knows what happened to this poor lady. And he wants to talk. Of course. it's a, It could be a good bargaining tool for him, maybe. Well, let me tell you, he's got a lot of knowledge, but he needs a deal to spill it. And he's 
He mm-hmm. is adamant. This guy is like, he's in the popo for like, or not the popo. He's in the clink. The pokey. Pokey? Pokey. Yeah, he's in the, the pokey, pokey for a long time. So he's like, listen, I'll give you all that you need, but I'm not going to stay in here. I've got grandkids. I've got, I got, I got to get a way out. So the police, they bring this inmate in. They find out what he knows. And he brings up this dude, John, again. He says he met John a few years ago when John came with him, came to him and offered him money to kill his wife. There. Okay, so let me just tell you really quick. There's a lot of people in this inmate story. So I'm going to condense it down to like the East Texas crew. Okay. I'm not going to tell you all the names. Okay. I'm just going to say the one main guy that's talking, his name is Billy and he's got a lot of characters in his story that we don't really need okay. to know their names. So he okay. says he met John a few years ago and John says, you know, he wants his wife dead. And the police are like, well, okay, but who is this guy, John? He says, oh, I think one of my crew knows, has a picture of John. So the police go, and sure enough, this woman that Billy, the inmate, hangs out with has a picture of John. She had taken it because I think she took it from far away because she was just like, if anything happened, wanted to like know who this guy was. Yeah. And they give the police a picture and John is actually Frank. Frank. Turns out Frank's real name is actually John, but he goes by his middle name. His real name is John Franklin Howard. So Frank immediately becomes suspect number one. That's maybe the most boring name I've ever heard. John Franklin Howard. (laughs) Boring. And he seemed pretty boring. Okay. He's a freaking CPA. Like, you know, I mean, uh, if okay. anybody's a CPA, yeah. my husband's a CPA. So listen, I'm don't come at me and tell me that CPAs are sexy or something. There's a lot that are. Yeah. But yeah. Mostly But come on. They punch numbers all day. Okay. And they wear dockers and stuff like that. Yes. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> true story. <laughs> they they seem to be a little more buttoned up than the rest of us. Okay. Yeah. So Frank's the suspect, and but they still need more information on this story because the story is legitimately coming from a bunch of criminals that are meth heads. Right. And church-going Frank does not seem to be, like, associating with people like that ever. Right. Right? It is not. It, right. The story's not really connecting. So back at base camp, Nancy, she has no clue that Frank would ever become a suspect in her shooting. And no way would she ever believe it. She loved Frank so much with all of her heart, that she was even going to forgive him for having this three-year affair. Oh, Nancy. And deep in her heart, she knew that Frank would never want her dead, even if there was another woman 
So I'm pretty sure you can imagine her surprise when they came in and arrested Frank. Frank was kind and gentle, hardworking Christian man. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I mean, not the type. And not the type that his family would ever think. Okay. But as you and I know, Gretchen, sometimes even the nicest, most gentle people have a side to them that no one knows about. They're the worst. That's how you know we're good, because we just put it all out there. Sometimes we suck. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) When you present yourself as good all the time. Dude, that's so true. Like, by the way, um, the last case that I did, did you see I posted a picture of some soccer player as the the serial killer from Macedonia? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best photo that they had of him. And I'm assuming it was the best photo because it wasn't him Him. (laughs) online. But okay, so sorry about that. But yes, we make mistakes in 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 many aspects of our lives. And we'll we are the first to tell you are very 
we lose our shit with our children, with our husbands. Yes. You Let me know, tell you. Whatever. I so I lost my shit with my kids after my two day debacle getting home from the airport. Um yeah. On our Patreon, if you haven't listened, had lots of airport drama and it was late night. And I definitely, I mean, I also was that time of the month. I mean, it just I lost my shit in the airport in front of people. Listen, you know what I did? On the drive here to the Colorado, I my kids were all fighting so much. I told them, I will pull this truck over and start throwing Christmas presents away. (laughs) (laughs) I told them that I was going to start taking because I had Christmas presents with us from California when we were coming home. I was like, one more time, I'm taking every Christmas present and I'm giving it to all the kids here in the airport. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 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 That is the good thing about this crazy December is that you have a lot of leverage with the Santa power, the Christmas, know. you know, it's, it's the true. only month of the year my kids sleep in their own beds. You're lucky. Well, one month a year. That's all I get. True. Okay. So going back to, you know, Frank having this other side to him. Well, what Nancy would now say is that Frank had an alter ego and Frank's alter ego was named John. Let me tell you a little bit about John and Frank together. Remember, they're one person, okay? Okay. Frank was a CPA, had his office, worked hard for all of his life with Nancy. They were married for... I don't know, 30 years. He would do the books for businesses all over the DFW area. And the Howard family lived a very modest life. Sometime around 2008, 2009, one of Frank's clients lost their CFO and needed Frank's help. This company made a lot of money overseas in a government contract supplying to the troops. And they needed help from Frank to get the money back into the States. And we're talking like $30 million here. Okay. Yeah. So Frank agreed to start working for this new company as their CFO, which brought great responsibility to Frank's life. It brought more travel and bumped up his earnings, which was pretty nice. Frank starts traveling a lot to Texas or from Texas to California, to the Middle East, back to California. Get my drift. And this is now how Frank meets his side chick. And maybe when Frank turned into John. Frank was in Tahoe for work. And, well, Frank was in California for work. And when he was in Tahoe, he picked up this little gambling habit that I think also wasn't well known oh. to the family. One night at the gambling oh, tables, he sat next to a lady that he would begin his double life with named Suzanne. Okay. Frank and Suzanne would travel all over the world and they lived very fancy. They went to Super Bowl games, had suites at concerts, traveled the globe bought homes in California, in Southern California, near you, Gretchy. 
They bought another home in Tahoe. They had real fancy cars. And they even flew. And all the while, Nancy's at the Sunday school. Uh Uh-huh. They even flew in private jets, Gretch. That's stupid money. Stupid money. Private jet money is is stupid money. True. Yeah. Wow. True. So this life was much different than the one he was leading on the average Sunday school teaching church counting number guy back in Carrollton, Texas. Was he not telling Nancy he had all this money? No. No, poor Nancy was not getting any of it. She's not flying on private. I'll tell you what I thought you were going to say. What? Yeah, that's not her style. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me that these two different people, he had like, um, his alter ego was, he's CPA by day, but he's got like, he wears one of those ball gags and like leathers at night. Like (laughs) he built a sex dungeon (laughs) and Nancy was going to be like, you know, I just went along with it as long as I could, you know, because I just do anything for my husband because she's that type. And then maybe, you know, no, she wasn't so surprised that he had a little extra thing going on on the side because maybe they were, you know, that's how he got his freak Well, I, I do think if we want to get a little personal, I don't know if Frank and Nancy had the most wild, wild life in that department. Nancy had fibromyalgia, which I don't know much about, but I don't know. I'm sure it impedes on your freak. uh, It probably does. And after... 30 years of marriage, maybe, you know, maybe the the spark had gone out. Nancy did say, yeah. okay. Nancy did say she was hoping after the kids were left the house that the spark would flame back up. But I think it was probably too late at that point. Well, he's already moved on. Shoot. But he's he's going off with this blondie over here in the California. So, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. So anyways, Frank calls up this guy he knows from a client that he had previously named Billy to help him get out of his mundane marriage. And when he calls up Billy, he introduces himself as John. He wants his wife dead and he is willing to pay for it big time. Billy sees dollar signs and says... Yeah, I can help you. And Billy's no dummy. He devises plan after plan after plan to almost kill John's wife. Multiple failed attempts and more money to do it. And John keeps feeding the gorilla. At one point, John devises a plan with Billy to have poor Nancy killed in the parking garage of the Gaylord Hotel in Grapevine. Oh, I stayed there. I know. I stayed there. I'm like, listen, that really irks me real bad because they have like a very good Christmas celebration there. If anybody, it's like the heart of Christmas over oh, there it's in the a grapevine. Lovely hotel. It's a great yeah. hotel for your kids. I mean, it is not a place that you want to have a murder in. Well, you know what, though, is interesting is that that parking lot is very far from the hotel. I know. It's a, it's, it's a track. It is. 
I think this is why he planned it that way, right? He was like, oh, and she was at a scrapbooking party with her friends. I mean, evil. Of course she was. I know. (laughs) So, and he was like, I don't want it to be with a gun. I want it to be with a baseball bat. I mean, could you even imagine? Thank God that did not happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. And Billy, for whatever reason, had one reason after another that he couldn't do it whenever he was going to do it. Like his car broke down or he got arrested again for meth or, you know, whatever it was. The guy had like a million excuses, but really it was probably because he was never going to do it. He just liked siphoning the money that John gave him. Right. Oh, yeah. Finally, by 2012, John was getting fed up. And frankly, Susan was too. She was sending ultimatums to Frank saying she was leaving his ass if he was not going to get divorced. She actually knew he was married, but he had said for three years that they had been separated. Um, and so she had enough of him dragging her along and she was ready to move to Texas to be with Frank on the regular. Okay. John, on the other hand, needed Nancy gone to get Suzanne to get to Texas. And unfortunately, his main man, Billy, was now in prison for a long time on drug trafficking charges. But Billy had people. And John started reaching out to all of them. After three years, John got, John kind of knew the whole East Texas crew. And John also was pretty good about using burner phones and not having paper trails at first. But he got lazy after three years and started wiring these people money. Which Oh, he should know better, CPA. I know. It's follow the money. Follow the money. The paper trails are never a good thing. Yeah. So by August, through friends of family and roommates of the East Texas crew, they finally find a guy that will do it for basically nothing and drive out from California to perform the murder. These guys were amateur and most of them, I mean, most of them, most of those guys were never going to kill Nancy, but they found this one guy that knew, they found the one guy that did it that was like a inmate in a jail cell with him at one point, you know, and I think they were going to offer him like a couple thousand bucks to do it. And so he did. Thankfully, the police were able to get confessions from all these Texas people, all this like crew from East Texas. Um, they are referred to sometimes as a gang, but they're not a gang. They're just, they're just a bunch of guys that a group. I think it's like yeah. a bunch of, it's like, I don't know. Reminds me of a lot of people I know, but not that they would kill people or anything like that, but you know, they just do drugs and they yeah. hang out and they party and they have roommates and whatever. Yeah. And this Billy character, he was making a lot of money from John and he was really um he was really generous with all of the money. 
So everybody wanted to keep hanging out with Billy because he was supplying them like motorcycles and buying them stuff all the time and taking them to dinner. I mean, it was like when when Billy got the money from John, everybody won. But here's the thing that also perplexed the police. How was Frank getting all of this money to send to these people? How was he funding these guys? Which, by the way, was hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not even over a million dollars that he gave Billy. Okay, how? Well, it turns out that Frank, or John, should we say, was embezzling money from his employer. I was going to say that E-word. That is a crime. That is also a crime. This guy, this Frank guy, I mean, (laughs) another crime. Can you believe it? So Frank had set up bank accounts from the Middle East to his own name and was taking millions of dollars from this other guy that hired him for the CFO. Which makes also sense that people are not going to notice millions missing. I think because it was that's not a little skim. It's, I think because it was coming in the forms of millions over to, it was, you know, it's overseas money. So it's like, I think it's easier probably to do that because we're putting money. It's like, okay, we're going to get this money now. And like some of it's going to go to you and some of it's going to go to me. And I'm only going to tell you what's going to go to you. You know, I think, yeah. I don't think it's hard. I think it's probably pretty easy. And then it also explains why he's giving Billy so much money because it's not his money. It's like, yeah, easy to give when it's not yours. You know, it's like, here, take this, take that. Oh, you want more? Here you go. Here's more. Let me just take it out of this pot over here that's not even mine. He also gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to Suzanne in the California girlfriend. Well, poor Nancy is just scrapbooking and going to church. Shit. He did, however, give a large chunk of money to the church. Okay. And you know what? Scrapbooking, you can spend a shit ton of money. Oh, by the way, you're so right. It's so expensive. Oh, my God. One of those damn cricket machines. What do those cost? It's a thing. It is a thing and it is so expensive. And then you go to Michael's and have to buy all the stuff that goes along with it. That's like crazy expensive. Yes, it's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know it's hard to believe that this nerdy CPA could do all of this. And it was really hard for Nancy to believe also. And at times she did not believe that it that Frank could do it. And Frank denied it all. But after a three-week trial, the jury only had to deliberate for 90 minutes before coming back and convicting John Franklin Howard to life in prison for trying to murder his wife. Did he ever get charged with embezzlement? So that is an interesting thing that you are asking. I have tried to look up that and I cannot find anything about that at the moment. Well, I'm just wondering, because how would they recoup? Because now it's not like Nancy's like, okay, he's locked up and I get to live large because I'm sure when all that came out, they started seizing assets and, you know, whatever shit they could because people be wanting their money back. Yes. And this guy has the guy that he took all the money from. 
has sued to get money back. He also, he even sued the church to get the church money back. Oh, shoot. So, he's bitter. Yeah, he's, I mean, they know that it, he did, um, he did do it. I just don't know if on his record right now in prison, it does not say that. Um, okay, well, if the guy sued, that makes sense. I mean, so there was an attempt to get the money back. And I wonder if, do you know if Nancy and the Suzanne ever had a face-to-face? No, but that would be great. I think this whole case would be a really good Oh, my good God. Movie. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Call him up. Nancy and Suzanne face-to-face. That's a total <laughs> Dr. Phil episode, right? It is. I think they mm-hmm. need to make a, a movie about this. There are so many characters involved. I didn't get into all of it because it's so difficult to see who knows who and where goes where and who's having sex with who and whose stepdad is this and all this whatever with the East Texas crew. But no, I mean, and it's been it's been some time. I did find some people that were involved in this and some of them are, you know, living a good life now and don't seem to be into the same things that they were into before. Some of them have gone MIA, which is probably a good thing since, you know, this case is um, a pretty well-known one. You know, I don't know if I probably wouldn't want everybody looking up my business, but let me tell you something real quick. Nancy and Frank's kids do not believe one ounce of this. Get out. Yep. Yep. Nancy, Nancy does. So, okay. His daughters believe 100% their father. They even sat on Frank's side the courtroom they left the courtroom without saying anything to their mother when he was convicted he has life in prison with the parole um in 2044 but i think that would put him in his like mid 80s so i i don't think i mean it's possible he gets let out but maybe not well i think oj's some of oj's older kids still believe believe him too yeah, maybe it's hard to really think that your dad could do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't ju- I don't judge them for uh believing that. Although, I mean, that's really hard. I mean, if your mommy has wrapped her head around it. Well, she that's has. Hard. She's finally come to terms with it and she has forgiven John or sorry, well, she's forgiven John. Um she says and that Frank, okay. She loved Frank and Frank loved her. But John was someone else, his alter ego, and she believes that John did plot to kill her. She has since divorced him and has gotten a job at a law firm. She changed her name back to her maiden name, um, but she says she fully forgives him. And in one article I read said that she would be married to him still if he was not in prison, which I think is bananas. Bananas. But go, Nancy, getting yourself a nice law firm job, getting it together. Yes. I'm real sorry that your kids are not on your side. That sucks. Well, so it's been a it's been a while. And from what I can see is that she does now have a relationship with her kids. I did try to see these kids side of the story because. I. I know there's two sides to every story. I just, I can't, I, I don't, I don't. You know what? I'll bet they so. blame that Suzanne. 
I bet they are like, it wasn't our dad who did it. It was the Suzanne. <laughs> well, they don't even think, they don't think, they think that, this is what they think. Or this is what I think they think. They think Billy and the crew knew about the affair that her dad was having and they tried to blackmail Frank. And then, and so they kept siphoning money from him saying that they were going to tell on the affair. When Frank finally stopped giving the money, they took Nancy as collateral. Okay, keep telling yourself that. I don't think that's the story. Um, I think there's too much other things like the burner phones, the text messages to the girlfriend. I'm pretty sure he's guilty. Yeah. Also, you didn't ask me this, but I thought you would. I thought you would ask me why he wouldn't have just gotten divorced from Nancy. Well, I was thinking that. Sure. Well, because I already know, but I should have asked it because... Because he didn't want to expose all that money. Yes. That's going to come out. He didn't want to give up half his money. Sure. Especially when she don't know that he has private jet stupid money. Yes. That's why. Mm -hmm. That is why. Greedy motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, the, the employer sued the church for that large donation back, stating it was blood money. Did they yeah, get it? Yeah, that you know? is the case of Nancy and Frank Howard. All right. Well, good one. Crazy one. Merry post-Christmas. Yeah. In the Dallas area. Whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop. Whoop. Okay. So anyhow, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. 2022. Whoop, whoop. Let's do this. You guys. As always, thank you for listening. If you want more of us, we are on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. You can get an extra bonus episode a month and or a bonus crime a month and then lots of episodes. And there's plenty, you guys, now to go through if you need some more binging pleasure. Also, we are on Housewives of True Crime group. We have gotten a lot of new group members. So I'm excited for 2022 to see how our group grows and the fun stuff that we can post crime related. Uh, also, we're on Facebook as regular. That's just kind of what I when I just post our crime of the week. And like then the pictures Instagram from the people. Yeah, too. And for 2022, if you guys haven't given us a review yet on Apple and you listen there, please do. It helps us when I don't know, Apple's algorithm pops people up. And so we appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed, just subscribe now and you'll get us every Monday. And I think that's about it for now, Gretch. Okay, that's a whop. All right, that's a whop. Clink, clink. Okay, clink, clink.